0: What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 164 of The Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe.
1: Silly pints are way cooler than I thought they were.
0: (laughs) We just got an order in of awesome disc golf podcast, Silly Pints, and we were skeptical at first, and we're converted. We like it. It's good.
1: Yeah, thanks to our patrons who are like, we're just going to uh, let especially just being like, I'm going to make this happen. Like I'm going to do all of the work and like front the money and then y'all figure out the rest. Yes. Good times.
0: But uh, unfortunately, most of the patrons bought them.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's how it works. So become a disc golf podcast patron. We'd, we'd love you for it. Yeah. I think we're like pretty much. I mean, we got discs. I don't know if anyone knew that, but uh, they're almost all gone. Yeah. That's how it works. Hey, it feels good to be loved. It does. But it does. I'm going to move on from the, the
0: the braggadocious beginning that we... I knew
1: you were going to say that word.
0: Did you? I did. Okay.
1: But go ahead. But
0: we're here. This will be our second podcast of the week, which, you know, sounds impressive, but we also didn't do a podcast last week, so Shh. it's really just like a makeup you pod. You didn't have to but say that. But we're going to do a... a you know, kind of Worlds update. We're midway through Worlds right now. Uh, we've watched a good
1: amount of Worlds. We just want to give you our reaction. Yeah, we've seen the ups and downs. Uh, so far, so good. Worlds is pretty awesome. And I,
0: I'm, I'm going to come out of the gate here. I think it's pretty clear. Paul McBeth, there's no way he's going to be able to hold on to this lead. Right? There's just none. He is going to fade like he always does because he's a washed up, no championships in the last three years. I I just don't see how Paul McBeth can actually keep up hit the performance that he's done here. Obviously, Emerson Keith is going to hunt him
1: down because that's what he does. And I just, I just don't see it. When you said that's what he does, can you point me to the last time that Emerson Keith came from behind to take a okay. win away from a right.
0: top-tier pro? You got me. Paul McBeth sent me $23 in PayPal because he wanted me to say something publici- publicly that that made him seem like an underdog because he needed the motivation.
1: He sent you $10.57. Okay, you're and right. He like, and he was like, you get it?
0: <laughs> but you know what I got with that $10.57? A
1: Zeus, Three buzz balls. Oh, that'd be great. Well, no, buzz balls are dead. <laughs> Buzz balls are dead. I'm I'm done. We we've moved on. Uh, we're now all about the canned greyhounds.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah. It it uh. Hot take: Paul Macbeth is good at disc golf. I don't know. That's a hot take. Um, I think it's. Why are you crapping on all my? I think you can more hot take and bits. say
1: and say, as far as worlds goes, and I'm like prefacing it rather than just going ahead to say it. Um. Emerson Keith is in the same tier as Paul Macbeth. That's a hot take.
0: He's not, and it's going to, it's going to come to roost. Oh, I know. Paul Macbeth wins by by. I'm going to say nine strokes.
1: Is that purely because uh, earlier our earlier episode, you said there's no way someone wins by ten strokes. Is that how you went with nine?
0: Did I say that? You did. Okay, then yes, that's why. Then yes, that's why. I think actually the more poignant, or the more poignant example, was that I said that, and it wasn't me saying it; it was that I had heard it from several different people, uh, in various places, that no one would score double digits on Northwood Gold. So, well, and and we had happened. We had two
1: people do it, right? Well, here's the thing: so he's made up in two rounds. He's made up seven strokes. Yeah. So, ten is not out of the question. yeah. so
0: uh, I guess we'll we'll just let me give a, a quick uh, recap since we're already kind of jumping through. but um Emerson Keith jumped out to a a nice lead in the in the early rounds in the first round, which was played at Eureka Lake. Uh, so the the standard the standard um, Ledgestone open course. And uh, 12 down, Kevin Jones with an 11 down. After a big throw-in on 14. Yeah, after a huge throw-in. That was awesome. And then uh, Paul Macbeth with a 10 down in round one. And James Conrad also a 10 down. So, I mean, those four names so far are are the only guys to talk about in this tournament. I mean, they are the ones that are basically have been and still will be the, the, lead, the lead card going forward. So... Um, you know, Emerson Keith, Kevin Jones, Paul McBeth, and James Conrad. That's that's it at this point. And uh they all shot incredible rounds, great rounds at at Eureka Lakes. And then in Northwood Gold, which is now up on Jomez, the uh the second round and is an incredible watch. it's a totally a must watch. I guess I forgot Barella had a great round, so I, I totally was wrong. Oh, but. I
1: didn't even realize that. And Dickerson had a good round too.
0: Yeah. Um so, um, the the Northwood Gold, which was heralded as a a you know one of the best courses, and still, when you watch it, you're like, how are these guys doing this? Like, this looks like fifteen foot wide fairways, all over the place. It looks like rough everywhere. How do you get out of that OB? And basically, like, it looks like an incredibly difficult course. And then Paul Macbeth and Emerson Keith just go shred it.
1: They threw, they threw so pretty. There, well, let me t- use real words. Their shots were very pretty. Yeah, they d- d- yeah, it Yeah, amazing. I, I feel like Emerson
0: Keith missed like five putts.
1: I think it was like two or three, but he definitely missed some putts. Granted, the putts that he missed aren't gimmies, but when you are going like head to head with Paul, like you you gotta hit him.
0: So, in the interview after round two, Paul McBeth uh, was asked whether he thought that. He could do. He could throw eleven down. He's like, actually, I thought I was going to throw twelve. And if I didn't have a shitty upshot, he didn't use the s word. But you know, because
1: he did. He said stinky.
0: Yeah. If I didn't have such a stinky upshot on uh, hole and twelve, then he said, and then he said, it hit a tree.
1: Then he said, uh, sorry. He said, excuse my French. Yeah. Or but, pardon my French.
0: Yeah. That that's. But I mean, would he have said that? I don't think he would have said that.
1: No, he would have said, it's like... It's probably anti-French. He, he probably said, no, that's totally true. He probably, like, he said, uh, such a stinky upshot, and then he said, excuse my language. hmm Yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. Actually, Cause, cause uh, Hannah was staring at him. Hannah texted him. Yeah. Like, you on looked, the spot. Like, you heard the buzz in the in the interview, and he looked down. Speaking of which, I'll, I'll, tan- I'll go tangent here, but Hannah was awesome. On, she always on the is. FBO live. I
1: I feel like we brought this up last she was year. Like, killer. it's a known thing.
0: Her and Terry are a great combo. And and I I really like it. Really enjoy it. The the beauty and the bear? Yeah. It's it's perfect. No, they they do an awesome job. I loved it. Uh but so Paul and Beth was basically like, had I not had such a stinky upshot on on hole 12, I would have gotten a 5 and this would have been a 12 under round. It's true. I mean, he hit a tree.
1: It's true. And, it's true, and he wasn't and in a himself, horrible position. He just yeah, no. That's what that's how he got there. Tell he me.
0: just said he was like way more aggressive than he should have been on that shot, and as a result, left himself with a you know a really really tough par par make when he could have put it twenty feet away pretty easily, and and um gotten his par. So well, true,
1: but he talked about it before that. Um he feels like too many people are trying to play it safe Northwood Gold that he's yeah. like I think the way to do it is being aggressive and you know that was just a poor time th- to add aggression. I think that's just
0: Paul McBeth. Like he plays everything aggressive. Not like not- when was the last time Paul McBeth was like you know the way to win this course is to play passive and At- play for par. Never. He's never said that in his life.
1: There there was a tournament earlier this year that he definitely didn't take the aggressive shots he had before. He played smarter shots. Um, he's he's ticked back the aggression here and there. And I think you can see it if you... Not that I'm going to actually do this, but if someone wanted to. Who knows? Ulta World might do it at some point. Um, the amount of OB strokes that he's had yeah. this year compared to last yeah. year or two years ago. Uh, I, I do think he's playing smarter with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's still... Even some of his OBs, like day one, were clean shots, and he just like went long. <laughs> I think he still is dialing slightly a little bit of the distance with, with the discraft bag.
0: Well, I I think the big thing that we're seeing right now is just preparation. I mean, he's been there for two weeks uh, practicing Northwood Gold, and he already knows Eureka Lakes pretty, pretty well. Yeah. But, I mean, you just saw this. I mean, he's he's been there for two weeks for the sole purpose of practicing this course and winning worlds, and you just saw him tear it up.
1: What right? And Emerson Keith got there the day of and just took a walk around the course. Yeah, and no, I just made that up.
0: Here's the thing, though. I can see Paul McBeth throwing twelve down. Oh yeah, I cannot see Emerson Keith throwing ten down down again. again. Yeah, again. On, on Northwood. Well, here's the
1: thing: if there was, if there's I mean, anybody it, on tour that could match the endurance of Paul McBeth, it's totally Emerson Keith. Yeah, I agree. Right? He I mean, that, he looks like, awesome. He had that ungodly like 70 rounds in one year or 70 yeah. tournaments in That's one. That's right. Year. Yeah. Like he's got the he's got the ability to do it. He just I don't think he, well. Obviously, he's not as clean. He impressed me a ton, or he has, anyways. So far um to just even be up there and close with Paul especially like being on camera mm-hmm. crushing the entire time well and then
0: well this is a a good time to to move on to the third round because i i think it it says a lot about emerson's character right that that basically early on in the round he made some huge mistakes and um and and was giving up strokes. And at one point, Paul Macbeth was up by six strokes in, in the third round. And Emerson managed to cut it to, to three strokes or four strokes by just playing solid through the, the end of the round. And Paul ended up having a bogey. And he just kept getting birdies and pars. But the middle part of his round... You know, he took a bogey on hole six. He took a double bogey on hole eight. He took another bogey on hole nine. So there was a meltdown stretch yep. there. He had some, ob- I mean, part of it was OB. Uh, you know, he had a putt that unfortunately went OB um, uh, and and resulted in a, in a double bogey on hole eight. And then he came back, same thing. His drive went OB on, on hole nine. And so he had this back-to-back stretch where he gave up five strokes to Paul McBeth. Yep, and and still managed to pull it back together and and get himself six six birdies on the the back nine and cut that that deficit that he gave up to four strokes. Yep. So I don't think Emerson Keith has gone away. I I, I still do think that Paul is just going to wear do everyone down and and just keep adding to that lead and end up. You know, winning by eight nine strokes.
1: Will you will you click on the third round again? I'm pretty positive. I just saw something that's insane. Yeah, Eagles round. Yeah, what is that rated?
0: Uh, they're saying that it's over eleven hundred. I believe it was like eleven oh seven or something like
1: that. That is nuts.
0: But yeah, Eagle McMahon threw a fourteen down course record. Uh, no bogeys, uh, of course. But yeah, they're saying it's like eleven oh seven or eleven oh eight, something like that.
1: Yeah, but look, like Northwood took his lunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his lunch money. Yeah,
0: I mean it's crazy. He threw fourteen down, and he's still in like tenth place or fifteenth, place yeah, or something like that.
1: Right. So he needs to mitigate. Like, I don't think if there's anyone, and I'm and and I don't consider Rick part of that anyone. If there's anyone yeah. that has a chance to just make top four from fifteenth, the way Eagle plays, it's possible. But he he needs to figure out. I, I don't think
0: Eagle's out of it yet uh, in I, terms I don't of think winning. So. Yes. Yes. Totally. I mean he's, he's But I'm
1: t- I said top fourth. Yeah. Top four.
0: I mean he's he's sixteen strokes behind Paul. So yeah. he's he's out of contention for a win, but yeah, top four for sure. You're right.
1: Well, look at look at and Simon Simon's playing better than he has all year almost. Yeah. And in sixth.
0: Yeah, I mean poor Eagle with being, you know. He man. had a
1: rough first round, and that was the live card. Yep. Uh, and then it looks like Northwood just pooped on him. Yep. And, uh, he came back strong, which is great. I'd love to see, I'd love to see a quality round or, you know, see the aftermath. We're not gonna be able to watch it cause it's too far. Yeah. Back. We won't get to but see it. I'd love it to see way. a quality score at Northwood cause he totally has the ability, but he also has the ability to have the most brutal ricochets you could ever think yep. about. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah it's rough I mean awesome round for him but that's got to be bittersweet you know him knowing that likely he has very little chance of of getting a world championship or and has really an outside chance of even being podium or or
1: right well to to think about your first round and then know you went to play the exact same course and you threw nine strokes better yep um and know you're capable of that just sucks
0: yeah yeah I mean to be to be uh throw 14 down round and only be 16 down total through three rounds
2: that's brutal i mean that's that's
0: bad news that's uh i mean it's an amazing round it's it's it sucks that we don't have any video of it i assume i i haven't seen anything but i i don't think we do no because he
1: moved up look he moved up 24 spots so he wasn't on he wasn't on no no it's filming no uh whatever that is 39 yeah
0: so unfortunately, that'll probably be the case for that one. But nonetheless, a, an awesome course record for for uh, Eagle McMahon. So, yeah, yeah. And in the world championship, so that that's meaningful. Totally. And hopefully, he can build on that and and put together a couple of solid rounds to close this out and put himself in a respectable position where he can where he can say, you know what, if I can focus on on this these things and and bring this into next year. I can be a contender. I can be the oh yeah the uh, you know a champion. So
1: I mean there there's gonna be a, at least one worlds in in Eagles' career. You think so? I do. I hope so. Yeah, he, he's just so he's he still deserves it. So young. Yeah, and he's so good. There's plenty of time. I
0: know, but look at Paul. Look at him.
1: Yeah, someday Paul's gonna be like forty-eight. We
0: forget that Greg Barsby won last year too. Right. You know. Like right, if Greg Barsby can do it, I love you. I love you, Greg. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Eagle can. Yeah, it it can happen, so, right? Um, and we talked about it last episode too, but but the live coverage has been incredible so far. I I've I've I, been I watched impressed. Uh, the
1: first two days. I watched FPO.
0: I watched sorry. a good amount today.
1: I watched FPO yesterday, some of it, and I watched a good chunk of. Uh, the the mpo on tuesday yes yeah yeah and i could watched I, I, I couldn't some watch of each i watched
0: a lot uh yesterday for the for the fpo which was uh terry and and hannah and uh doing Kat commentary just destroying yeah and cat just raging and um which was funny like it was kind of like a little bit of dichotomy like in the beginning she missed some putts that were like oh no oh, oh I no didn't, I didn't see that. yeah they were just like you know, 20, 22 footers low and like barely hitting the bottom of the cage type thing. And you're like, oh, crap, this is bad. It a and work. then all of a sudden she just parked a ton of holes. Just that's, that's how you do absolutely it. parked them and uh, really got in command of that round. Um, and it, you know, was awesome to watch. And, and the uh, commentary duo was great. They had a great chemistry and, you know, really brought a lot to the to the broadcast. And as usual, they've been incorporating their replays and everything like that. So it's been it's been excellent, really excellent. So that's been that's been fun.
1: Um, I do I don't know if we're shifting to FPO or not, but I do feel like it's worth bringing up um, a few of like the other worlds things that went on. If you're in if you're in our Slack group, uh, our DGP our DG newsbot has let you know fourteen times because it gets tweeted every like three hours that they do have a distance and a putting competition yeah well they have distance putting and something else
0: not sure notice. anyways i knew they had distance and putting but so distance falls in the category of i don't totally yeah,
1: care i pay attention to the distance and the putting yeah uh so distance garrett girthy who i feel like maybe just doesn't always get in the distance competition because I'm surprised it was his first worlds. Well, his first worlds. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure he goes to, to other di- Okay. Yeah. So he threw 618 Uh uh-huh. with a katana. Not yep. surprised that makes sense.
0: Did you see the release point?
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, Heiser way left... It was yeah, super. Gross. I mean, he released
0: that thing at like like ninety degrees, like it that katana was and pointing. I, and it
1: seemed like it was low too, and it just yeah. lifted and moved, yeah. and it was nuts.
0: I mean, he had that thing pointing straight at the ground when he released it. If he released it flat, it would have done a barrel roll. Yep, like,
1: yep. And we're not talking like a DX katana or a blizzard. We're talking a star katana, yeah, probably max a, lightweight. Weight. No, no, oh, it was lightweight. It was oh, like, yeah, yeah. That makes me feel slightly better. Yeah, no, it was lightweight. Um. And then Paige Pierce with the defender, four fifty seven I think. Wow,
0: yeah, it's a crush.
1: Yep, yep, smash the defender. Uh, And then putting was Missy Gannon for women, and MPO was like some dude, like legit a dude (laughs) like you've never heard of. I've never heard of. They're like. He's a guy who um, I'll look it up. I'll I'll find the name before we finish because I feel bad just leaving it as like some dude, but it's definitely not even a top fifty <laughs> player. Just came out and crushed the MPO putting competition, which is pretty rad. Uh, and they even said like he's a touring guy, uh, but no one would really know who he is. And he uh, he took down world's putting, which is like. That's like Robin's dream. is just to like Is it? We I mean
0: I I mean I don't really I, I honestly never thought about winning uh winning a putting competition regardless of whether it was at Worlds or not. Like That's, that's not's true. That's not that's my true. dream. I I want to win.
1: Uh that's like, that's not it. That's Masters. Oh, that's not it. Shoot. Um here why don't you but, s- move us into uh, FPO and I will I'll find it. Fine, fine,
0: but uh, so yeah, we already kind of briefly touched on on FPO, just talking about Katrina Allen's uh, pretty pretty hot second round. Um, so they play uh, the way this goes. They play Northwood Blue, so it basically shorter tees at the Northwood Gold course um, that the the men are playing, and then they play Sunset Hills, which is a golf course. And then they, uh, so, uh, two, uh, two rounds at Northwood blue and three rounds at sunset Hills. So, um, it alternates the first uh, three rounds and then the final two rounds are at sunset Hills, which is kind of a little bit more open golf course. There's bunkers, things like that. Um, and a lot more opportunities for, for birdies on, on, on that course, as opposed to Northwood blue, which is even from those blue tees really really difficult course so uh nonetheless uh, in the in the first round we had um excuse me uh we had evelina Salonen coming out pretty hot with a with a seven down at northwood blue just a killer round she's she's looking awesome in this tournament and uh, coming out putting six strokes between her and katrina allen just just right off the bat. And uh, then we had uh, Valerie Manduhano, who also looked awesome, made some big putts. Uh, great, great player. And then Erica Stinchcomb. And she also put uh, Stinchcomb, Stinchcomb uh, put together a nice round. at so all three of the, those uh, Katrina Allen, Valerie and Erica at one down. So those three, uh, nice, nice first round all under par at, at Northwood, blue, which is, which is great. And then at sunset Hills in the second round, <clears throat> let me get this one up. There we go. Uh, Katrina Allen, this was the round that I had talked about, uh, in, you know, a few minutes ago, but Katrina Allen really just had some missed opportunities, but really for the most part was just on fire and then just started putting it, putting it together, um, and then Hannah Bloomroos also had an incredible round. Katrina Allen, I should mention, nine down in that second round at Sunset Hills, and then Hannah Bloomroos six down, and then Ellen Widboom at at five down, and Paige Pierce at four down. So they they moved up each of them in that place. Katrina Allen ended up taking the lead at, on in that second round. I'm sorry, no, that's not true. She took the yeah, she took the lead in the second round. I. Uh, you're right. Yeah, she took the lead in the second round and uh but at Northwood Blue in the uh third round, Evelyn Salonen with another solid round at five down. Really just only the one bogey um and just more solid play. And she just really doesn't seem to have weaknesses. She no. drives a mile, she's a great putter, her approaches are awesome. Uh she really looks like a superstar in the making. Oh, totally. So, uh, Paige Pierce also playing well again, continuing to make. And she's up got strokes.
1: time. Yeah, she's got time to get get up there, and for and sure. she's
0: got time to to get there too. So, a a four down round for for Paige Pierce, uh, Hannah Bloomroos, and another nice round four down as well. Uh, Rebecca Cox with a three down round, and Katrina Allen, you know,
1: didn't play poorly, but just a two down round. Well, and she took a double on eighteen. Yep. Which lost her the lead and
0: and it really not a very difficult hole either for a yep. hole 18 so that's that's a little disappointing for her i'm sure and uh that puts the total standings evelina in at 13 down katrina allen at 12 down Paige pierce at seven down henna Bloomroos at six down which as it so happens is a ex- Pretty much not the exact order but the, the, the same, top four we told the four you. people we said yep. we thought would would uh, would be there. So that's kinda cool. But uh yeah, I mean really with these courses that are left, it's two rounds at Sunset Hills. So I don't really see an implosion for for anyone like, like you could see at Northwood Blue. But somebody's gonna need to shoot some hot rounds and I don't know, I I Paige is kind of far back but she could still get up there oh yeah obviously this is setting up to be a pretty epic battle between evelina and katrina for two rounds so I, that that i am looking forward to and who knows maybe we'll get uh, evelina as a new world champion and great and you know a new kind of face of of women's disc golf so yeah
1: that'd be fantastic i think you know any of those top four could take it um you know, there's a couple from the chase that that might be able to get there, but I do feel pretty strongly that the, the top four is going to remain. I yeah.
0: I mean, I get, I mean, Kristen Tatar is great; she could easily do that. Yeah. Sarah Hokum, obviously, uh, you know, you can't can't doubt her at all. But when you've got Evelina, Katrina, and Paige up there at the top, I feel like they're going to keep moving. Oh yeah, keep moving. And and Hannah, you know, no slouch either. So totally. Um. Did see some some nice highlights from from Mandujano. Uh, That was there was some nice putts that we saw there and some nice drives. So that was that was interesting. And yeah, I mean overall, it's been it's been fun worlds. I mean, I think it's important to note early on in the season, you and I were both extremely concerned. Very much so. That that this world's course was going to be the Eureka Lakes that pros kind of continually complain about and i think this northwood course that they've incorporated in it in it has really made a big difference and for next year i think it would be a mistake for the Ledgestone to not incorporate northwood Northwood, totally and i get it they wanted that like the cell coverage isn't great at northwood so it's tough for them to do live but it's not about the live, in my opinion. It, the post-produced that Jomez coverage of Northwood is incredible. That's oh, fantastic! It's awesome. It's it's way better than anything you could expect uh, from from a live broadcast. Um, and I, I think you can't lose sight of that. Yeah, so, no, it's
1: it's definitely it's it's not worth taking that out for live coverage. To no, be honest,
0: I'd rather see five rounds at that course, and and just and not now worlds obviously five rounds more yeah. most tournaments are three or four
1: worlds last year was four yeah and it was in the beginning of june so we're already yeah. doing way better
0: yeah but i i'd rather see you know four rounds at that course for the Ledgestone than than the eureka lakes course so i don't know that's just my thoughts yeah i agree I mean, I get it. They have their their iconic water tower hole, which to me is a stupid hole. Yep. I, but it's their thing, and you got to throw over this and that. And, and there's and the
1: a, bridge and whatever. Yeah,
0: which also to me is a stupid hole.
1: Yep. I, I just although it's cool. You see, the dude got the ace uh, day one AJ honest card yep. with an AJ T bird. That's pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: No, that was cool. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's funny. You see this course and. And compare it and you're like wow this is to me Northwood Gold is is like what we expect from disc golf it's in the woods it, there's tight fairways and yet it still has these long shots it's not just a whole bunch of tightly wooded holes that are between 280 and 330 feet suddenly there's these thousand foot monsters oh my God, in between and it opens up too there's there's open holes yep. in between yep. and they kind of weave it back and forth there's tons of elevation uh, I think that the hype on this northwood course is real i mean the people are talking about it as one of the their favorite courses and
1: yeah it's but it's it's like that's the super barrier to entry like it's your favorite course if you're rated like 10 20 and up
0: yeah well i still like you and i could go out you and i could go out there and and just be stoked to fight to be less than 20 down you know something no, like that? No, totally. Well,
1: <laughs> like, like, yeah, like we went and played Milo. Less than but twenty over. Milo was less than was twenty. More, I said twenty. Yeah, I, now. I, I knew what I meant you meant. Twenty over. I think everyone knew, knew <laughs> what you meant. Um, I like. I feel like I can attack Milo way better than this course. I'm not a wooded guy though, so like that makes it like real scary for me to yeah play that course. But it'd be fun. Um, so I do want to get back to just because I did bring it up. So the other thing was a skill shot challenge, which you have to like land in goals or whatever. And uh, Sarah Hokum and Kevin Jones won that. But the guy who won putting is Rick Steeler, who's a 979-rated pro from New York.
0: Mm. Rick Steeler sounds like a – that's a name right there.
1: Yep, and he won the putting competition. Very nice. So good for you. You he are the world put D's putting and B's. champion.
0: That's his, that's his deal, right? Rick Steeler, the, the D and B putter in her.
1: From the circle, <laughs>
0: from the, from the circle, but good for him. <laughs> so I don't know. Is there anything else you want to hit on on worlds so far? Obviously, we've got two rounds left for both uh, the ladies and the men. Um, they've two rounds at Sunset Hills for FPO, and then there are uh, for uh, MPO. We've got another Northwood Gold round uh, tomorrow. Or today, most likely for right for everyone listening, we're recording on the night of the fifteenth. So, and this pod will come out on the morning of the sixteenth. So, yes, okay. has to. Yeah, come on. It's only it's only nine thirty seven in the PM. You can do this right now, before we leave. Plus, we're we're gonna wrap up in like uh, five ten minutes at most. Okay, you can do it. We can't put this out on Saturday after a whole another round goes through.
1: Got to Anyways, pe- the people want Anyways, you. who's going to win?
0: Uh, well, Paul McBeth is going to win.
1: Who's going to win FPO?
0: Um, and I I think that, that this is going to be Evelina Salonen's breakout. I'm taking both front runners. I I'm gonna think take, I think I'm they pull take, it out.
1: I'm gonna take Paul and Cat.
0: Okay. I I I Cat totally has Cat has it.
1: two more rounds on the course that she shredded. Yep. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to take Paul and Kat. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's do one real quick check. Where's Barsby at? Oh, All right, Gregory, where
0: are you? You have to talk while I do this.
1: Uh, 27th. There we go. At nine down. All right, and let's go to FPO. And I just want to secure, we both said there's no way, last year's world champs.
0: That's right. We just want to see where Beerkiss is. Oh, we're still looking. 18th.
1: 18th, and she is eight over eight over, and the lead is 13 down, so 23 strokes out.
0: She was doing well until she shot seven over um yesterday or today.
1: And when I said 23, I meant 21, but still, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's not happening, no, but I don't think you guys got a world championship, so like life is good.
0: Life is good. I mean, they I'm I think they know that. Oh, totally. Um, Greg, especially, I don't think, I think if you talk to him personally, he'd probably be like that was amazing. It was the greatest accomplishment I've I've had so far. I it, got my eagle. It's gonna be incredibly difficult for me to repeat it. Uh Paige is different. She's kind of at the beginning of her career and could certainly continue to build on it as as a pro disc golfer. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it out of the question that she couldn't going forward get another one.
1: Oh no totally. Like yeah so, I, I think that's totally possible to get another one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she played out of her mind and won a world championship.
1: For sure. Well, so. she has the ability, obviously.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for you on this short kind of worlds, uh, mid worlds recap episode. We will get back to you, I think, early next week, possibly regular time next week. Not totally sure. We haven't discussed it yet, but we just wanted to get an episode in here to, you know, talk about the awesomeness that's taken part so far. So, um, Please review us on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Drop five stars. Leave a nice review. It helps everyone find the podcast. We totally appreciate it. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show. It's awesome. It's explicit. We have crazy hot takes. We say awful things about pro disc golfers, and it's just amazing. Just generally rambunctious debauchery. So, Robin will send you
1: nudes. You
0: well, I mean, only if. Well, that's not true. Some people I've sent them; they haven't requested it. But for the most part, only when people request it. That's usually my general, loosely followed rule. rule, Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, Patreon.com/slash/discgolfpodcast. Get an extra disc golf podcast every single week. You'll love it. I guarantee it. And lastly, join our Slack group. Uh, At our website, throwstuffatstuff.com, there is a join Slack link, and you can use that. Join our awesome community of disc golfers talking disc golf 24-7. It's an incredible place. I highly encourage that you join and just talk disc golf with people all over the place. It's amazing. And we will welcome you. Of course. In the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff.
2: Song for the aceless but those with aces listen closely you don't always have to huck it hard in fact sometimes that's not right to do sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two sometimes you got to ease If you want to put the D's in the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal Then you say, wait a minute, Robin, I think I'm starting to get it now. Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork. What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me. It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you. What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly And then I'll fucking hook it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug it